0: You just haven't put it together yet. Yeah, you do. Because we Uh, talked about it the time I was on.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. This is the experience podcast with me and someone else. And someone else? Yeah, and to be honest, uh, I was supposed to invite someone else, but I completely forgot until 15 minutes before the recording. So
0: No uh, problem. Dude, it's, you and me, gangs <laughs> back together, talking about football.
1: Yes, no disrespect to news, but uh, right now it's just Nathaniel and me here uh recapping the Super Bowl and this one's basically the day after and we're going to release it tomorrow so it'll be very current
0: <sighs> super current um i felt the same way i felt about the bills game where since it was just a blowout i could like take i had the whole fourth quarter to just internalize what happened and so now i just don't give a shit it's over well here. that's that's the other thing is like nothing happened in the fourth quarter too it well even, like, it did happen a, a lot in the fourth quarter that impacted me heavily did what you know what did happen in the fourth quarter a lot that had a huge impact on me
1: uh i don't know do you have a, like a prop bet on Perry Kill's yards cuz no, he no, like no. doubled his yards in the fourth quarter
0: all right it's all going to come rushing back to you uh, the Bucks ran on first down a lot in the fourth quarter.
1: They, yeah, That's true. I was going to text you early on the game. I was like, they spent the whole season running on first down.
0: Wait, wait. You seriously don't remember? Like, what? No, no, like yeah, yeah,
1: I, no, no, no I was going to say this. Yeah. I was gonna say is, they spent the whole season running on first. I know, we I talked about this last week, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm watching the game, and through the first half, Bruce Arians and, I guess, Byron Leftwich are like, screw this. We're just going to run play action. We're going to... Run some screens. They completely threw out everything that they did. And they did that on defense, too. And we'll talk about that later. But they stopped running on first down. They did it a couple times, and I was like, oh, boy. But they were actually kind of okay at it. So it wasn't, like, the worst thing. But, yeah, the fourth quarter, obviously, once they had the lead, they were they were running more first down. So
0: um, I, <laughs> I, didn't even I, know. Am, I didn't count how many. I am ashamed a little bit, but actually also not because – In my little game plan here, I really didn't expect the Bucks to have a huge lead in the fourth. So, uh, I took 13, the first 13 shots. And then, uh, there were four more that I should have taken, uh, that I didn't because, uh, I was, I was already gone. (laughs) How many did they have before the fourth quarter? Uh, I don't know. I think there were, but it was, it was only quote unquote, if you will, uh, Eight at halftime, and I actually don't think they did it very often in the third. Yeah, it didn't seem like I it, think it was like yeah. twice. And then they were just again, they, all they, they were doing. Their, yeah, they changed their game plan. Yeah.
1: They also ran different types of runs. I guess we we'll just get into it. But they, you know, I, I think I talked about it last week. They run a lot of like the same, they have like three different run plays that they usually run. It's like mm-hmm. inside zone, duo, and like maybe a counter. But they're running a lot more counters. They pulled the guard if you saw, I don't know if you saw I don't remember which play. I think it was for Nets touchdown. Ali Marpet comes across the line, and, like, Kansas, you could see Kansas City's safeties and linebackers are, like, befuddled. They're like, what is going on? Because they never pull the guard, I guess. Uh, they did mix up a lot of things. I think credit to, to the coaching staff on the, on the Buccaneers for.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Way to blanket statement because, okay, wow, what you're describing is a good point, and that's true. Super Bowl MVP should have gone to Todd Bowles. Oh, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. No doubt about it. Like, I know that can't happen, but, I mean, holy shit. That I think, crazy. like, Shaq Barrett, maybe. I don't know. Vita Vea had a great game. Yeah, but all everyone on the D-line had a great That was a thing. So, like, how are you going to pick one to give it to? And Even, like, you know, Antoine Willfield Jr.? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was going to say, dude, there were a handful of plays where they would replay and just, like, show Tyreek Hill running a route, just, like, even though it wasn't completed to him, just to, like, show what was going on, and he just didn't look that fast when Winfield was on him. Winfield was just, like, hanging with him, no problem. And I was like, what am I watching? Like, you know, usually Tyreek just blows past these people, but...
1: uh, Winfield was usually playing... Because, okay, yeah. Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were just some times where... the box ran two-man or any kind of two-deep variation. What was it, like 92% of the plays, right? That sounds correct. So, Winfield was basically... (laughs) Winfield is basically playing a deep zone. Tyreek Hill, and, like, this is one of the things, I guess, I don't even want to talk about last week. Tyreek Hill burned Carlton Davis last time they played, right? Yeah. And part of that was Carlton Davis just had a bad day. Part of it was just, like, they were running, like, cover one looks, and Carlton Davis just happened to be, like, one-on-one with Tyreek Hill and, like, any corner is going to get burned, right? Um, Because he's been a good player. He's, like, one of the best corners this year. Um, What happened this game was interesting. They basically said, all right, well, we're just going to play sides, right? So when Hill was lined up in the slot, they had Sean Murphy bunting on him, um, and I think on the right side, when Hill was on the right side of the offense, it was Davis, and then the left side was Jamel Dean. So I basically just said, we're not gonna, we're just gonna play sides, um, and we're gonna assume that uh, we're gonna have enough safety help over the top, and it ended up being the case.
0: Yeah, it worked out so well, and it helped that the D line was getting pressure. I mean, not to say I'm a genius or anything, but. I mean, that's literally exactly what I said needed to happen for the Bucks. <laughs> it was strange, and I guess we,
1: again, we, I mean reference last week. We didn't talk about it enough. Like, why did they shuffle everyone around?
0: Yeah, when I saw Remmers at left tackle, I was like, oh fuck, this is not looking good for the Chiefs. <laughs> they,
1: I mean, I I I had this at one point, Andrew Wiley, who they kicked from right guard to right tackle. I think his pass block win rate was like forty percent. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was a mess. Um, and he's like a fine. He was like their backup guard too, which is not even.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I don't. I don't uh, know. I mean, they just had O line problems, and uh, they don't I think problems, but, it highlights how important offensive line is, which but, we've already been preaching. So whatever, but just but, another and, anecdote. One, yeah, one are of the other bucket. things
1: to like? Yeah, to curtail this narrative is like. The Chiefs' offensive line obviously played poorly, but they also played poorly against the Bills, right? I think I saw like the survival curve. I don't know if you're familiar with that?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Survival curve was very similar to the Bills game. The difference here was the Bills, and no offense to them, but like the Bills just couldn't keep up in coverage, right? Yeah. Whereas like Mahomes just could easily find guys, Kelsey, whoever, open in coverage. Against the Bucks, they were holding up in coverage much better, and You know, part of that speaks to the Bills where, you know, maybe they don't have enough depth behind Tredavis White on the outside, but uh, the pass coverage played a huge role, and I don't think it's enough credit here.
0: I, I also think that all kinds of pressure are not the same because a lot of those metrics are literally just kind of counting, like, how, like, the distance between, like, the defender and a quarterback and maybe something to do with... Where the lineman is in there, I don't know exactly. But all I'm saying is, something that was annoying about the Bills' defensive lineman, I felt like even when they were getting something that you could qualify as pressure, the quarterback was never really scared of getting sacked. But I mean, that is just not how Barrett and JPP operate, right? Like they, they were- get pressure and you are scared of them. Like they are coming for you.
1: I think there were a couple different things. I mean, obviously, I think the Bucks have a much more depth on the defensive line because even yeah. later in the game when they were swapping in other guys, like they were still getting pressure. Yeah. Like when when Barrett took a, took a snap off, like they were still getting pressure. The other thing is, and again, going back to Todd Bowles, they were much more creative in the way that they did this. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about earlier they were running two man or two deep, like 92% of the plays, which means they're only rushing four, right? And we we already know that like blitzing Mahomes is or can be dangerous. and he's already like I think I'm assuming he's like the best quarterback in St. blitz this year. Uh
0: but they, oh, they got no. the pressure. He's not because that yeah, you know was who it is? Was it Josh Allen? It was Josh Allen. Was Josh Allen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or at least it was like uh not including playoffs.
1: Okay, yeah. But anyway, uh Blitzing gets him as dangerous, obviously, and they didn't want to leave uh you know, they don't want to be vulnerable in the secondary. So they basically just rushed for the whole game, but they are running a lot of different games and stunts that completely confused the Chiefs' offensive line. That was another yeah. part of it. And then, like, putting Vita Vea on the edge and just having him bulldoze one of the tackles, like Mike Remmers, I think, was one of the plays, and it completely collapses half the, t- half the pocket. There was no pocket for Mahomes the whole game.
0: Yeah. Speaking so. um, of prop bets, do you want to... <laughs> Hear how I lost a bunch of money? All right, go into that. All right. uh, So first off, I bet Chiefs money line, which uh, didn't hit. I also bet Chiefs by 1 to 12. That didn't hit. I also bet total points between 51 and 70. That didn't hit. Uh, Two bets. Okay, and this actually makes a story, so that's fun. Uh, I bet... Tyron Matthew getting a pick and Tom Brady throwing a pick. So Ooh, on that one play where that happened yeah. and it got called back because of like a stupid flag or whatever, I went from very happy to very sad very quickly. I, Yeah, the refs screwed me out of some money. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. my one bet that hit was a playoff Lenny over 48 and a half rush yards. Playoff Ronnie too had a good game. No no no, that's not a thing. <laughs> no,
1: playoff Ronnie.
0: There can only be one playoff running back every playoffs. Last year it was playoff Damian. This year, playoff Lenny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was gonna the, say I was right on the under, so <laughs> really,
1: I thought obviously, but
0: Yeah. You know oh also something I have to say is like I'm realizing now i i you really should have had someone else on too, because uh I'm just not in like a... i I can't really review the game that well um I found out today about the streaker, and you didn't i was see it? I was watching the game
1: and I, I they know. Did, they cut away very early on, and I was very upset,
0: yeah, but I didn't I even to know. Somebody. I didn't even know that it happened at all because it was two it seconds went right over my head. The
1: answer was like and there's a streaker. All right, let's go to commercial.
0: Oh, they went What's to it? commercial?
1: Yeah, that's why.
0: Oh, so so like, all this stuff immediately.
1: In- oh. Okay. Yeah. They stopped the play. They're like, "Oh, there's a streaker." And then that was it. I had to look up on I think it was on, I saw a video on Twitter of the the rest of it. It's actually a fun video. i will send it to you later. I do have something to talk about um, and maybe we should this plays into a larger narrative because obviously punters have had it rough this season, right?
0: Oh I mean, my god! That... Going
1: for it with teams going for it more, you know, punters—it's—it's it's a real struggle to be a punter nowadays. Tommy Townsend.
0: I mean, I—I could have done a better job. Isn't that crazy? He's—he's he's a fine punter too. Is, no, he's great a great here. punter. Way better great than here. me. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> it kind of makes me think he's like PFT or something. But... He's the cousin of Trevor Lawrence, but. Uh, on that given day, phew. yeah, yeah, that was what rough. were his first two punts like twenty and twenty-seven yards or something?
1: He had one back called back to to like the worst holding call or not like the call was good but like the worst holding of all time and the guy just oh yeah tackles him and then like uh what's it called I'm blanking on the term uh, uh, headlocks him
0: <laughs> yeah
1: still Tommy Townsend.
0: I didn't realize he was a rookie this year. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, having a good punter really helps, but it's one of those quiet things, you know. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah. Anyway, um, I, I don't know what else you want to mention here. Uh, we can talk about uh, Brady. Talk about Brady and the offense. I already yeah, talked about the one.
0: I'm I'm less upset by Brady like winning now than I kind of thought I would be. I'm just like, damn, this guy's crazy. Like, It's going to be over soon. He's not in the division. Is it? Well, I mean, it'll be over in the next three years. Who retires first, Josh Allen or Tom Brady? (laughs) Oh, did you see the thing where uh, Calvin Johnson got drafted, played a Hall of Fame career, and inducted into the Hall of Fame in between Brady's third and tenth Super Bowl appearance? Yeah. That, that even, doesn't like, even make sense, bro. Not even Holy during shit. his
1: career, but in the middle,
0: right?
1: <laughs> Brady's still playing, right? He's got at least another year, and yeah, he already won those previous Super
0: Bowls. I think Brady goes for two more years, forty-five, just two? like he said. Yeah, I don't know. not even close to slowing down. I mean, uh, so, okay, so this—it'll fall off quick. Like, okay, remember like Peyton Manning only played 2 seasons with his like total noodle arm. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. all I'm saying is like the noodle arm when you're 43, the noodle arm could strike you at any time. Um did you want to get cuz it's like
1: a popular discourse on on the online obviously. Okay. Uh about like the Brady versus Belichick cuz you know, I'm sure people are thinking about it whatever. Did you have no. anything you want to say?
0: Yeah, okay, here's what I want to say. I think those conversations are still a little goofy because, I mean, they still were together their, like, entire, not entire careers, but you know what I'm talking about, for so long. For 20 years. So, yeah, so the thing is, all right, Brady and Belichick aren't together anymore, but you're going to tell me that Brady didn't use his 20 years of experience and development with Belichick extensively in his new role? Like, you know, you can't just straight up detach the two, ever. Like, they are totally intertwined now. And I bet yeah. Belichick's offensive whatever is going to kind of revolve around what he's most familiar with, which is having, like, a Tom Brady-type QB in there. That's why he wanted, like, Garoppolo to develop into that. And But
1: anyway. Yeah. I think there's also a lot of recency bias with that because, like, people forget that Brady's first three Super Bowls was not, like, like, he wasn't Tom Brady yet. Right. right. He was, he was good. He was above average. He was very good. But like, the, especially against the Rams, against the, the greatest show on, on turf, or whatever. Yep. That was all Peliczek. Yeah. Like, that was a Todd Bowles level, if you will, <laughs> defensive performance against the best offense in the league. Like, those first three Super Bowls in the early 2000s, Brady played well. He won. I, I don't remember. Did he win one or I think it was just one of the Super Bowl MVP out of the three? Whatever it was. Can't remember. They were three, one or two. Dion Branch uh, got one. Yeah, so it must have been. It was one or two. Um, it was one. Yeah, it was a one. But yeah, that was a lot of that was Belichick, you know, putting together the 2007 team. You could make a case that was a lot of Belichick being aggressive, going out and getting Moss and Wilker. So it's a bit of a, you know, Brady didn't really become Brady until that 2007 season, and they were very successful until then. And so that's all. So I just wanted to clarify that in case
0: you know hit all the comments that we get of course it was two was two and it was actually the first two it was tom brady tom brady and then Dion. so maybe when you make that argument don't put the tom brady super bowl mvp thing in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but also mvp we've
1: already talked about how it can it's kind of i mean i wouldn't even you could even make the case that mahomes didn't really win mvp last year
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, is oh. he the best player? Uh... Okay, wait, I, this is insane. The first, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, he won Super Bowl MVP. His stat line was 145 passing yards, one touchdown. <laughs> yeah, different era, though, to be clear. like, what? Oh, That's so bad. <laughs> that's, I, I, don't, I, I don't care I about know. that. Because the next time he won it, he threw for 354, three touchdowns. That I can get behind.
1: Yeah, but still, yeah, I, I see your point. It is a different era, like, even though it doesn't seem like it. I think I was talking to my dad when I was like, football's changed a lot since, like, 2005, and he's like, no, it hasn't. And I was like, I oh. pulled up the stats, and he's like, holy crap, it's like it's not even close nowadays. But, yeah, yeah. even for 2000, whatever it was, 2001
0: numbers. But Edelman won of- 53. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait. Because there was no one else. No, no, no. Sorry. I got confused. Because uh, I was thinking of uh, the guy, the running back guy, should have won uh, 51. James, James White. White. Yeah. Get three touchdowns, man. Who won? That do you want was a Brady? Yeah. yeah. 466 I mean, yeah. and two. All right. I get it. Fine. But, I mean, wait. How, did he have. Three or four touchdowns. Didn't he have four? I, you, you, I thought you had it up. Why are you asking me? Oh, no, no, no. I don't like to look things up. We got off memory here. What are you looking at? Which one's the 53 or 51?
1: Yeah.
0: I'll pull it up. I have a loud keyboard, pal- so I don't
1: want to... I was going to say, what, what was that noise?
0: It was only three. Uh, a hundred ten yards and a touchdown on the ground, or in the air, and then six for twenty nine and two touchdowns on the ground. So it was three, still. And didn't you have the game winner? Yeah,
1: but I mean, again, like it's it's a quarterback league, whatever. But I think even this this past this year was the biggest uh, football as a team sport, you know, answer that there is because. It was full defense, it was the defensive line, it was the run game. It was the, uh, or the uh, secondary, but also, like, the Bucks' offense aligned it really well. Brady was pressured, what, four times on 30-something dropbacks? Like, the oh, lowest pressure yeah. rate of any Super Bowl for him?
0: Yeah, I did see that. Kristen um, worst underrated uh, draft pick. No, yeah, he's very good. Uh, oh, here are some more, um, like meaningless but kind of fun things uh, so so brady went 11 and 5 brady and the bucks went 11 and 5 and then obviously undefeated in the playoffs to win the super bowl this season decreased brady's career winning percentage
1: <laughs> yeah and 11 then uh, the average like 12 and a half wins with the patriots or something
0: right yeah it, it was yeah. his career average is uh 767 or win percentage. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. But technically, and then the other fun thing is, um, uh, was right. was Patrick close. Mahomes had just under 500 like scramble yards, you know, like yards he ran, yeah, not I I past know. the line of scrimmage. So it doesn't. So you can't even compare. But Joe Burrow led the Bengals in rush yards with
1: 427. Though. So. There was a one stat not step for those out. I saw the one thing like, welcome to uh. This is what Patrick Mahomes will look like on the Bengals, <laughs> just with the Bengals awful offensive line. Like, oh yeah. Again, more proof that like situation matters and like offensive line matters, and Patrick Mahomes will not be the same thing on a different team.
0: Oh, how do you feel about the uh, Wentz rumors?
1: Yeah, I saw this one thing that was like. They're just trying to create buzz. I don't know why a team would give up multiple first-round picks for Kirsten Wentz, given what we've seen. And given his contract, which is not like – his contract isn't the worst thing ever. I think people are overblowing that. But, like, it's enough that you need to believe that he's going to be your starter, right?
0: No, they'd definitely be trading for him.
1: It's crazy that that Goff – that, like, he's creating such a market and that, like, Goff had to be bought out. Basically, or they had to pay someone to take golf. It's like, I want the Lions now to look at to to uh, start floating Jared Goff somewhere. They could probably get some value there. Carson Wentz is such a hot commodity. I don't know. What do you want me to say?
0: Well, so here's my only problem. So, you know, Bears and the Colts seem to be like the front runners or whatever. Which makes sense. I don't think it's fair for people to be like, oh, it's so dumb for the Bears to even think about that, but then say, I kind of get it for the Colts. Like, I know that the Colts have a better situation that would be more prepared for once to succeed, which, you know, th- the reason why I brought this up is because you mentioned, you know, uh, situation mattering and all that stuff. And there's like the Frank Reich connection because he was the OC when once was doing really well and all this stuff. But at the same time, it's still the same guy. So even if your situation's better and there's more potential for once to succeed in Indianapolis... Like that doesn't make it smarter for Indy to go after him than versus the Bears. It's just that the yeah. situations are different. So I, I I don't think I don't think either of the teams should trade for them. I also don't understand how the Eagles are trying to trade him because they. My interpretation was that they kind of picked Wentz over Doug Peterson, and that's why Doug Peterson's out. But, I heard I heard that they only chose Sirianni because he said he was in on Wentz.
1: Right. And that they were looking for coaches who were in on Wentz, which goes against, again, the Wentz trade rumors. I think the thing about the Colts and the Bears, though, is like there is a difference. Like, so, I mean, so uh, simplistically, the the cap space is a big difference, right? Colts have basically infinite cap space and they seem to do it every year. Um, Right. Chris Ballard just finds a way. So it's, there's a, there's a different risk level associated with that whereas like the the colts can easily afford it whereas the bears would basically have to play gymnastics to get like a competent roster around them they're losing Allen robinson this year right so he's not gonna have anyone to throw to the other thing is like the bears thing reeks of the problems or the pitfalls that a lot of these coaches and gms that feel like they have to do something to keep their jobs right like ryan pace and matt nagy you can make a case should have been fired this year, even last year. Um, or would the, the a Carson Wentz trade would basically just be a desperation move for them at that point. Yeah. Seeing as, so there is a slight difference there. I mean, there's, there's connections in both. Yeah. I can see that. Like I wouldn't give up too much for him regardless, you know, but like some river, like there were yeah, multiple first round picks. I was like, no, you're <laughs> going to trade a mid round pick for him, but
0: Yeah. I mean, not, uh, just, I think a little bit
1: in terms of risk.
0: Did you here's what things? I'm trying to like articulate. So you know, uh, okay, I'll just spit it out. I, I, I can't figure out how to phrase this. Quarterbacks get signed to really huge contracts in part because they're like the most important player and all that shit, but also because when you commit that much money to a quarterback, it's kind of a signal saying like, this is your team and like, you should not be afraid to like make mistakes. Um, And so giving your quarterback a large contract can actually make them play better because it helps with like the psychology aspect of things. Um, And just throughout this whole conversation, you know, I was thinking of it because GMs and coaches will make like desperation moves to try to keep their job and like, they wouldn't dig themselves into a bigger hole and like do risky stuff if they just had some communication and trust with ownership or whatever. Um, but then also I'm wondering if the quarterback contract thing really holds up anymore because now, you know, like we're, we're see Goff get moved. If Wentz gets moved, uh, Watson situation is kind of different, but I don't know. I think – I'm hoping, or at least
1: I'm hoping that this, because, like, as you mentioned, like, you just got to pay your quarterbacks because, like, that was just the thing to do, too. Like, well, if you pay your quarterback, you pay your quarterback top billing. Like, no matter how, however good you were, as long as you were, like, confident, you, you were the highest paid quarterback in the league for you know, at least a few months. But I'm hoping that with, like, the golf and the win situations, teams are going to be more willing to stand firm and say, we're going to pay you mid-tier quarterback money, you know? Because there's some quarterbacks coming up that I don't think you should sign to so these massive extensions. Uh, we can get into those, but if you want. Yeah. Uh, I don't man, know. I don't like, it's weird, like, man. I'm like Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't pay top dollar money, but I think they want to keep him around. So I think what uh, you'd have to do, I'm forgetting the GM's name. Uh, I'll pull that up in a second. Cleveland Browns. Wow. What's the, oh, Andrew Barry, of course. And, oh, if I'm Andrew Barry, I go up to him and of say... Of course. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, he's been around for a while. But if, but if you're Andrew Berry, you need to go to Mayfield and say, like, we like you, we really want you around, but we're not going to pay you $38 million a year. You know, We're not giving you a Deshaun Watson track. Uh, we'd be happy to keep you around at like 25. And so you That's, may see more mid-tier quarterbacks, like some of those quarterbacks get some more mid-tier contracts. Yeah. I don't know. That that could be the difference.
0: All that stuff, like the contract stuff, that's an aspect of the game where I, not only do I not really know like the ins and outs of it to kind of understand things on an intuitive level, but I don't really care. It's fun off-season drama. And it's just, like, I don't want to get into all the, like, you know, stupid numbers stuff with it. I just want to watch football.
1: Biggest contract ever. No. Uh,
0: I was able to convince people last night that Patrick Mahomes' mouth guard was Invisalign. <laughs> You know what? I was thinking this I <laughs> was watching it, I was like, Man, that looks like him. I was like, Oh, like what a weird shot of him chewing on his Invisalign. And they were like, Wait, really? And I was like, Yeah, he has awful teeth. <laughs> and they they were like, Wow, like he wears it when he plays? That's so weird. Um, I mean it's not after like a while crazy. I was like, I'm fucking with you. if you could
1: if you could create a mouthpiece that also doubled as Invisalign. I don't
0: see the problem with that. You know, I feel like... It's- oh, I see the problem. Dude, if you get hit and, like, your, <laughs> like, head moves at all, like, it's going to wreck your teeth, man. That's true. They're getting hit constantly. Yeah, like, the point is those mouthguards are supposed to, like, absorb impact. Invisaligns yeah. are not supposed to do that. <laughs> if you're a kicker, I would, I would talk to your dentist. <laughs> <It's> also-
1: <laughs> you're a punter, you know. You're probably not even in the game anymore. But that was crazy. There was some other... Oh, what you want to talk about the halftime
0: show? Did you see it? Yeah, my buddy put a lot of money on uh, the weekend mentioning Canada, and it didn't happen, so... That was crazy. I, I thought it was... You fun. lost, like, every bet yesterday. It was awful. But uh, the when all the, like, the masked like whatever people were all like and it looked like a scene from us that was that was kind of spoopy man
1: when he goes back inside yeah
0: you know when they were on the field too and like all oh, like true. lined up and orderly that was scarier honestly because it's like oh god they're coordinating <laughs> like this just playing like
1: blinding lights like the most harmless song ever i saw one thing i'm so i don't remember who it was but it's like the weekend is just like, has like all the songs that you've heard in an Uber. Right? Like, it's just Uber songs. Anytime you get an Uber, it's probably The weekend. It's one of those songs. They're all kind of anonymous. I was kind of waiting for Blinding Lights, because I mean, if you've watched football this year, you know the three second snippet that they always play of Blinding Lights. Yeah. Uh, during, you know, like 20 times a game. I was just like, when does he get into this? And he put it at the end, which made sense. Uh, also, Excited for the Equalizer.
0: Wait, what's what's that?
1: Every com- every commercial break, they had an ad for the Equalizer. Did you not see
0: that? Um, I mean, I'm not good with names. It was... It's, okay, oh, it, a, oh, the Queen Latifah one.
1: Yeah, is it Queen Latifah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> every
1: yeah. ad, it was like the Equalizer. Okay, yeah.
0: Oh, no, see, that's the thing. If you say the Equalizer, I have no idea what you're talking about. If you say the Queen Latifah one, got you. I know exactly. Dude, I know the whole backstory. Former FBI agent, you know, kind of like shunned from the thing, works on the DL now. She's who you call when you can't call the cops. No problems. Just Every don't ad.
1: I, I, I don't plan on watching this, but I appreciate CBS's willingness to push this every every chance they could get.
0: Uh, well, also, what about the Silence of the Lambs spinoff
1: thing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying
0: to remember. Clarice. Is that, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, that looks good. That was apparently an unpopular opinion. I was like, I actually want to watch that. And then everyone was like, you why? I was like, I, I don't know, because it looks cool. What are you talking about? There was, do you,
1: okay, I think the best ad, though, was the Michael B. Jordan Alex ad.
0: Did you see that one? Uh, probably. I don't. I I don't know what happened in it though.
1: (laughs) Michael Jordan was like, was Alexa, and like the husband is like, no, don't do that. Whoa. Okay, look it up later.
0: Uh, Yeah. Sorry, I'm out of it. That was maybe. Yeah. Okay. Also, there was. Yeah. There was some commercial with like Winona Ryder in it, and I was like, is that Winona Ryder? And Winona everyone Reiner. was like, I don't think so And I was like, "Oh!" And then I found out today that it was So I, I was like, wow, nailed it Winona Ryder, Timothy Chalamet Doing an Edward Scissorhands
1: Edward Scissorhands
0: off. Sure. Oh, wait, you know what I did remember? Oh my gosh, wait, how could I forget? Dude, the Wayne's World commercial With Cardi B was my favorite by far Now, to be fair, I didn't see all of them uh, Clearly <laughs> So I don't know I one commercial and you didn't see it I'm 0 for one there. But dude, I love Wayne's World, one of my favorite movies. Uh like yeah, and I actually really like Cardi B a lot. <laughs> so that was a cool mashup from I-, I thought the commercial was funny too. I loved it. Still so not gonna order Uber Eats ever. Fuck that. But I've got this I've
1: got this uh Uber Eats credit, I guess. Like they like you know first twenty dollars free or something, but yeah. Uber Eats is in my area, so I can't even use it. Wow. Like, once a week, every week, I get an email. Use your free $20 or, like, can't pay me to do here. Call someone from 50 minutes away to deliver me something five minutes away.
0: Oh, dude, thanks for reminding me. I have a $30 free meal from Uber Eats that expires on Valentine's Day. Oh, who are you picking up? I know. Dude, wait. Ugh. I I don't know what it is. I've never given a fuck about Valentine's Day or being single on Valentine's Day, but this year, I don't know if it's the pandemic and just like not and shit, but I'm I'm actually a little sad <laughs> this go around. I don't know why. I just, th- I just think it'd be really fun to do something on Valentine's Day, but I don't get to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: I, 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 I think it is just the pandemic, though. I, like my social interaction, and this is like the pinnacle of social interaction.
0: Right, right. It, it's like a oh, like it, it's a it's an exclusive social interaction, right? It's like oh, yeah. not everybody gets to really do a. And then I know there's like gallantines and palantines or whatever, but all my friends are seeing people, so I can't even have a pal day because all my pals are busy. Yeah, so if anyone's
1: interested, Nathaniel, you want to give out your address and uh, time so people can come by. <laughs> Sorry, wait.
0: <laughs> that reminds you me off? of something. Dude, I was uh, I was having a game night with some friends the other day, and we were just like talking about random shit. And I, I thought of this because you mentioned giving away my address, but <laughs> one of my friends, his sister, like when she was younger, had a Webkins, and she made <laughs> the name of the Webkins her address <laughs> oh, boy <laughs> yeah. that is so fucking funny that's like the funniest thing i've heard in a long time i was laughing so hard at that can you imagine if you're like a parent and your kid's like oh i want a webkins like so bad and you get them one for christmas or some shit and then you like log on with the them after you've given them like 10 minutes to set up or whatever <laughs> the name is just your address for everyone to see <laughs> <sighs> uh. so yeah wait uh, I'll give away my address uh, I live by Barcelona Wine Bar so we can go there I was gonna say I don't even know where you live so it's a uh... I live in Inman Park
1: ah uh, yes the place that I know. Oh, really? You don't know? I don't I live there, it's... but also I wasn't from I there. So I didn't know much outside of the school. Oh, you got tech bubbled? I got a little, but also, like, I just had, I didn't have much interest. banding, And I didn't have reason to, I guess. I, I, there's, like, plenty around. Like, you're in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. You don't need to know what Inman Park is.
0: Well, okay, you know, like, East Midtown uh, which is going to be, like, uh, where, like, the Taco Mac is, maybe.
1: I'm looking it up now. Okay. Uh, yeah, you just keep going,
0: right? Yeah, you just keep going. You just keep going. So it's sick because I'm, like, I don't know, still 15 minutes from, like, that tech area that I'm familiar with and, like, 20 minutes from West Midtown. But I don't know. I'm on the Beltline. Nice Nice spot.
1: Okay. Is there uh, anything else you wanted to mention? Or maybe we can wrap it up a little early. Oh, okay. Trying to have a short one? No, we can do whatever you want. I got a hard out in 20 minutes, but... You got a what in 20 minutes? Hard out. Part out? Hard out. Hard out. Yeah, I got to be out in 20 minutes. At first I thought you said hard hat.
0: I was like, all right, go to the construction site. I have one of those too for my job. <laughs> yeah okay, um wait so, I mean, whatever you want to mention i mean
1: we've we've got, we've obviously gotten a little far away from uh, as it should be
0: I, I like I like variety hour a little more, like football's good, but that's all we ever talk about um here's what I'm thinking, so wait, I'm assuming that area that you live in isn't like popping, you know what I mean, not like a like fun spot, <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Like, how many restaurants could you walk to? Uh, I live a little.
1: I live like a mile-ish south from the main street. So, oh. but if you're on the if you're on the main street, there's uh, there's a good amount. Not like wow, not like not like a downtown big city, obviously. But it's
0: enough that like
1: I I, I never like man, there's no options.
0: Okay. No, I was just uh. I didn't actually care about restaurants. I was just trying to get a feel for where you live because I was just thinking, like, dude, you should buy a house. Um,
1: yeah, no, definitely, because housing in, in my area is very cheap too. Like, it would definitely be like more economical. Um,
0: but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it right away, but I'm just because it's it also like a big endeavor. But I mean, it's a big endeavor.
1: especially in this area where there's snow everywhere Mm. just shoveling the driveway every day would be a nightmare i don't know this is the lazy answer but it's kind of true like there's a lot of work you have to do in this kind of environment that you wouldn't
0: in atlanta or something another related thing and well uh, okay before i pitch it I'll, i'll give the context so today my friend was like can I give you five thousand dollars for you like to manage? Like the trade-off was like I get five thousand dollars to like operate with, and because I just enjoy investing. Uh, and you know the upside for him is that no commission gains. And uh, all I know is that you make a lot of money. So if you want me to manage money for you, uh, let me know. I'll do You're it. You're not taking a commission. No, dude, I'm just I'm just trying to help you out. Then what's in it for you? Just the joy of it. I just love doing it. Like, dude, it, if you give me, like, okay, and on the to, to further that, right? The more money you give me, the more like cool stuff that I can do. Like, if you, like, if I had like fifteen thousand dollars, I could like wheel Apple. That <laughs> would be fun. That'd be fun. I I would enjoy doing that. And I don't have
1: that much to get to you
0: know well, it feels a little strange yeah,
1: without the commission.
0: I guess I would feel
1: better if you took a commission. I'll you take know, a like... commission. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be some just to play with, I mean. Uh...
0: I mean, let me know cuz here's the thing that I'm realizing, right? Uh uh I'm only like half serious, by the way. Less than half. I'm like yeah. 10% serious. But I've I just kind of realized like this is a... if you go down kind of like rabbit hole, learn a lot of stuff, practice it, you know, it's it's actually not too bad. You can do some really safe things and just kind of make money um, and never really be at risk of, risk of like losing a lot of it, but it takes time, you know, and some people just don't want to put in the effort to learn that stuff or the upkeep to kind of manage it a little more actively, um, which is fine. Yeah. You're allowed to do that, I- but...
1: I've looked into the rabbit hole. I don't want to do it actively because I honestly just don't trust myself. I've got some passive accounts that were, again, like you said, like it's pretty safe and like I can make money. I'm not going to be a billionaire, but I'm comfortable with it.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking like, you know, uh, there are some organizations like Titan investing is a good example. They have really good like returns and it's just like a group of people doing exactly this and, that sounds just, like, really cool, and I don't know. Yeah, it probably be fun to do. If if anybody wants to trust me, I mean, I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to scam anybody, like, genuinely. I, I'm just trying to wheel some big stocks, you know, have a good time. Maybe do then a little, we know like your too, PMCC. So. Well, yeah, yeah, you know where I live, so you could come. You could just Stop wait by. outside Barcelona Wine Bar indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... The problem
1: is, and this sounds bad, but I just don't know what I would spend the money on. You know? Like, take like mean? retirement savings and like long-term savings out of it. What am I saving for, I guess, is what
0: my question is. A house. The house? Is the house the goal? <laughs> well, dude, uh, imagine, imagine if you had enough money to just buy a house, cash. Yeah. Think about how your cash flow would change. What if you didn't have to pay rent at all? I mean... I guess the way I think of it is like, what would you do with that money? Like, oh my God, buy a new pair of golf clubs bad. every month. Like, fucking.
1: Insurance, to pay potentially HOA fees. Zero. Yeah, but
0: dude, but yeah, you... it... Oh. My... Taxes, estate fees. <laughs> dude, it's get... not even close. It's not even close. Uh, in New York, it's not great. It, it's still like a third tops.
1: No, 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 yeah, I understand. Well, mortgage, mortgage, again, where I live...
0: No, no mortgage. You paid for it in cash.
1: What I'm saying, even if I didn't pay for it in cash, even if I put, put like, 20% down, like, I'd still... I could get a nice house and pay total, like, $500 a month. Holy shit. Like, look up my town. It's like, look at the houses. Like, the housing market is insanely cheap. It's gone up a little recently.
0: No, I know. I'm from upstate New York. Like, my parents told me all about it.
1: Even Buffalo is is a little more than here. Like here, it's it's got to be one of the lowest in the like, country. I mean, it's, everything else here is like the standard of living is like the same. Like grocery stores, whatever else. Like even going out to a restaurant is kind of expensive. Like I'm spending like fifteen dollars, twenty dollars on a not even like a great meal. I'm like, why is it so expensive? Given like no one here has any money, but the one thing that's below average is is housing. So yeah, you got to be careful with like
0: Should be like that everywhere, man Like, I really believe that stuff, like At the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy Should not be, like, subject to profit And that's crazy, because I'm, like Gung-ho capitalist type, right? But it's just, like the, The idea of, like, exploiting people Because they need to live somewhere And not even exploiting But let's just make it super accessible Like, I don't know not throwing your money yeah. into a pet month, but instead like paying off a loan for a house that you buy and you can live in and it's yours for your family. It's like, I mean, a really big part of the American dream.
1: We can go really down the rabbit hole on this and like homelessness and
0: yeah, wait, did, we, did, we,
1: did but, we
0: talk about that last time? Because I don't want to like repeat myself,
1: but a little bit about the housing crisis. Maybe.
0: No, dude, yeah, homeless people being homeless oh. is crazy. Like, I just I pass the same homeless dude like all the time and like I I know who it is and like you know they like they all have their corners and stuff and I don't fucking do anything about it and that's awful and neither does anyone else who ever passes that person and that's also awful but it's almost like yeah. bystander effect what are we supposed to do and then there's also no change like in the government that's going to directly impact that because I mean most people aren't though so that's like not in your immediate wheelhouse of voting interest. Bad man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wish we had an answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We could, but it's just. We just choose not to. Pretty much.
0: Like, that's the fucked up part about all of it.
1: Especially where I live, where the poverty rate is like 25% or something crazy.
0: Why is the poverty rate
1: so low? If the houses are so cheap. <laughs> Where are you? Where do you? Cause no, more, where are you working? Where I live, there's like very uh, few decent-paying jobs. I mean, a lot of the people here are working at like Walmart, and like all, you know, again, no disrespect to people that work at Walmart, but you're probably near the poverty line if you're a Walmart cashier
0: for a living. You know, I don't really. Well, now we're getting into like increased minimum wage stuff. Yeah, which I saw was uh, kind of making progress, ish. Not really. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So my only contribution, I don't want to go into it too much, but my contribution there will be that, um, so the highest, like uh, inflation adjusted minimum wage was at any point in time was, it was a $12 and 50 cents in the 1970s. Adjusted for error, right? Yeah. Yeah. Error. yeah. And so, so I mean 15 is, like a lot, and you can think that or you cannot think that the the landscape of like labor and like businesses are also very, very different from fifty years ago, Christ but um I mean, the point is seven twenty five is too low. it has to be
1: so I wonder how that affects like plus. <laughs> Does a plus mentor then make like twenty dollars an hour? <laughs>
0: this is what the people point. want. To know. <laughs> no, I think it would still just be like minimum wage plus whatever. Yeah, yeah, like twenty five cents. Yeah. No. no, you know, actually, I think that's a, I think that's a really good way to, uh, think about it. For okay, because okay, you were saying like a lot of people work at Walmart. Guess what? Minimum wage goes up to fifteen. Walmart. It's annoying for them because they're not going to have as much profits or whatever because they have to pay their employees more. But I mean, it's fine. It's fine. What a pain. What a pain for them. But I mean, you're right. For the plus program, I mean, I I managed that budget for a semester. Like, if the payment structure was different, it would be different. Then again, maybe it wouldn't because more money is just like coming in because right before I left, they raised all the like base paid to nine dollars right uh i think it's higher than that it's, it should be like 10
1: when i left which is about oh, I,
0: I, like yeah that sounds right i can't remember as well. To be at least 10 maybe higher let's see okay that's kind of why i mentioned like the 1250 number because all right i think it, oh yeah i think the base pay went from like nine to ten and that was very doable because of like the budget that we had and Text just like getting more money and all that stuff. But now, now if you say you have to go from 10 to 1250, that is manageable for sure. Again, I looked at the budget. I think we could have figured it out. Maybe we would have had to drop like a couple spots or not be able to grow the program that semester like we did on top of it. But if you say 10 to 15, I mean, that's a lot, man.
1: Plus, a lot of the, well, yeah, I don't know. Georgia Tech and a lot of companies, I guess is what I'm going to call it. Obviously, Georgia Tech, not a company, but. Yeah, yeah. It, whatever you want to call it. A lot of these things lost money this past year due to obvious reasons, right? Yep. And I'm not sure how much better this year will be. So I don't know how that plays in. Like, they're kind of banking on this year. Okay, we'll get the budget back up. We'll get money back. But I don't even know. I saw Georgia Tech is is specifically, again, we're talking about Georgia Tech because that's what we know. But, like, Georgia Tech was planning on having full attendance in their football games this fall. (laughs) And I was like, I don't don't know about that. I mean, I'm doing the math here. And I'm not an epidemiologist, obviously. But you and I are pretty well informed. And I'm like, that's ambitious. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know how
1: much more the pandemic will have an effect on budgets and things like that. Getting my point.
0: Yeah. Well, but uh, they're getting CARES Act money, so I mean, it helps a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, Not everything. I'll say this: um, anyone who is like has issues with like the quantitative easing measures that the government's taken, uh, I know it seems. The debt's just like not that big a deal Like This is way worse right now Let's like prevent everything from collapsing imminently and then You can grow out of debt later
1: Oh I had an econ professor That was just like screw
0: the debt This was yeah. before COVID <laughs> Oh no I mean well, I, You have to go so we should Not get into this but I mean The truth oh, is yeah. it kind of it kind of doesn't matter I, I know that's goofy And that's a TLDR but All I'm saying is, don't be scared of the debt. If you're like, oh no, like trillions and trillions of dollars, like this is so bad for just take a deep breath. Focus on other things. Focus on other things. So low
1: on the priorities list.
0: Yeah, it's just not
1: a big The dollar
0: is not going to not be the reserve currency. Oh shit, I just confused myself. The dollar is going to be the reserve currency for a long time. It can't not be. That's why I was trying to phrase it like that. It, It just, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh anything else? You got a couple minutes, anything else you wanna hit on or should we wrap it up here?
0: Uh no. Just uh wanted to say uh sad football season's done, but I appreciate being on the podcast so often to talk about it. Yeah. Not that often. Yeah. Often enough. But, like you know, it's kinda cool to, you know, do my little research, have some takes, discussion points, meet some new people, have a good time. Yeah, I just really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, we'll have you on obviously for non-football things in the next few months.
0: Um, yeah, so- yeah. Do a do a rose part two or tell me someone else who's fun. Yeah, I've been trying.
1: It's it's honestly guests have been hard to come by re- recently. Dude, just-
0: why is everyone a dick? Just it, this is so easy. It's, <laughs> it took an hour. Like this is not a big deal. I, I don't get who says no. Who says no? No
1: one has time. <laughs> everyone is booked. 24 hours a day every day of the week it baffles there's me no time in their schedule i had this problem in person too it's not even like i was like hey are you busy next week and they're like i don't know i'm like there's seven days dude tech people what are you doing that is so busy every day i have the same schedule i just i was just as busy as anyone else you know i did a bunch of things i mean you know that about that but
0: Anyway. Sometimes i just thinking like, how did I make it through tech, man? I didn't fit in there at all, at all. All right, thanks for, thanks for coming on. See <laughs> man.